Hey, thanks so much for choosing the Haven House of Revival Sermon of the Week. We pray that this sermon impacts your heart and it inspires you to change your life and the world around you for God. Please enjoy the message. Good morning. Actually, yeah, we will take the stand, the little pulpit over here, if you don't mind. I didn't think I needed it, but I am carrying lots. Thank you, guys. All right. As I mentioned this morning when I, when I came up, that today is a special day. And uh, I'm not up here to really teach this morning. Well, I am actually going to teach just really short little teaching on what we're actually doing this morning so you can understand um, what's happening. But it's a special day for us here. It's a special day, special day for Jeff and I, for Justin and Amanda. Um, Justin's parents are here from Ontario, and we're so pleased. So he's, they're going to come up in a bit and share in the, what was happening, and it's so good. And then Amanda's parents are here and family as well. So, and then you, we, as a church family, get to participate in what, what is going to happen this morning. And um, I think it's so special. I know when Jeff was ordained, it was a very different type of um, setting. It was with a whole bunch of other people you didn't know in a congregation where maybe some of your family was, but you, you didn't know anyone else. And this is such a special time where we get to share it with you who are our family as well. And you are a big part of what is happening today. And so I just want to kind of, I'm going to do a little explanation of, well, what does it mean when we ordain someone? And because a lot of us will think we know what it means, but um, I was studying it this week, and it happens, it's a very biblical model, and, and it's done relationally. And it has nothing to do with, I know, you know, different churches will put in, you know, a number of years you've got to be in ministry, and this and that, and a number of different, but the most important thing that I think that happens with ordination is it's relational. And it's done, you know, with Jeff and I and with Justin and Amanda. We've been in relationship with them for three years. Um, they came and uh, from Ontario. We had a FaceTime conversation with them. That was our first time meeting them when we had moved to Medicine Hat. And we got to meet them over FaceTime. And after that FaceTime, I remember turning to Jeff because, you know, they were just kind of, asking us, what are we doing here, and what do, you know, what's God showing you, and da, 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 and, and after we got off that conversation, I turned to Jeff, and I said, they are moving to Medicine Hat. Like, we didn't offer them to come, because we really had nothing to offer them, <laughs> to be quite honest, <laughs> um, but it was just such a conversation that I knew in my heart that they were to come and be with us in Medicine Hat, and so they packed up everything, they left their, their family and their friends, and they drove across, and they arrived at our place. I think it was, was it in January? Yeah, one January night, and uh, Chris and Sarah were living with us at the time, so all of us were like together in one house. It was awesome, actually, those times, just as a family, and it was in those seasons where we grew together as a family. We really got to know um, Justin and Amanda, and we learned to love them like our own son and daughter. And so we just adopted them. 
and like we've adopted our team as our kids and their kids, I've adopted them as my adopted grandchildren. I know they have their grandmas and grandpas here, omas, opas and mammies, and, uh, but I kind of take them as my own too. I hope you don't mind. But I, uh, they, good. <laughs> but I love them like my own. And so this morning, we get to do something very special with our um, spiritual son and daughter, Amanda and Justin. You see in the Bible, all through the Bible, that when leaders are chosen to lead a group of people, it's done within a public ceremony. And that's what we're doing today. We're publicly um, doing this as a family. And I just want to read a portion of Scripture. It's out of um, Numbers. And it's kind of explaining a little bit of what's happening today. And this is Moses, who is now tra transitioning out of leadership, and Joshua was coming in and now taking um, that place that Moses had held. And this is what it says in Numbers 27, verse 18. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hands on him. Make him stand before Eleazar the priest and all the congregation, and you shall commission him in their sight. You shall invest him with some of your authority that all the congregation of the people of Israel may obey. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before the Lord. At his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the people of Israel with him, the whole congregation. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and made him stand before Eleazar the priest and the whole congregation, and he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord directed through Moses. Okay, I had something else written, but I'm going to go with what I feel actually out of the scripture. The Lord's speaking to me right now. So here we go. So the Lord said to Moses, see, Moses didn't just say, look, I'm getting tired of leading these people. I've done it for long enough, and now I'm ready to be done. Like Moses didn't say any of that. Actually, what happened is that the Lord came to Moses and said to him, take Joshua. And so what you need to understand is in this transition, what happened with Jeff and I is that Jeff and I didn't say, oh man, God, I think we're just done. Well, we made a, may have just in our, sometimes in our, like, Lord, what's happening? Because like, like we could feel stirrings in our hearts, Jeff and I, about things, transition. Didn't know what that meant. So we were inquiring of the Lord of what that meant. And we really felt and still really feel that the Lord said to us, take Justin and Amanda. See, I had one, there was a, a point, I don't know if Jeff remembers this. We were sitting in the hot tub one, one afternoon just talking and thinking. And I said to him, you know what? I can really see and I really believe that Justin is to take over leadership. Like, I just feel that this is something that God has placed on him and Amanda from way before, not just like in the last month. This is something that has a dream, a desire that has been birthed, like Jeff was talking about this morning, birthed into Justin. 
And now is the time for it to be brought to fruition. And so that's what happened. The Lord spoke to Jeff and I, and he said, Take Justin, the son of Gary and Pam, and a man in whom the Spirit is, or whom is the Spirit. And I, as we have worked and walked beside Justin and Amanda for three years, can tell you that the Spirit of God rests on, in and on Justin and Amanda. Not because they're special, any more special than you and I, but because they delight themselves in the Lord. And so we have seen that. They delight themselves in him. They, um, they have jumped in, all in. They've not kind of straddled, saying, okay, if this doesn't work, we can always go back to Ontario. You know, if this isn't where we're supposed to be, like, this is hard. I don't think we're, you know, there was never any of that that they expressed to us or that we saw. We saw them jump in both feet, knowing that God had called them across Canada to Medicine Hat. And we can say, Jeff and I, with confidence that the Spirit of the Lord is in both of them. And so this morning, what's happening is that Justin has had that dream and desire in his heart, and, and Amanda, because we cannot forget the wife ever, because this is a, it's, it's like, it's two. We've become one. It's always been when Jeff and, and was in ministry. I know a lot of people, it's a pastor's wife. And okay, yes, I am a pastor's wife. But I always felt it was a, a partnership. Thank you, Sarah. It was him and I together. And especially when we came back into ministry three years ago, when we came to Medicine High, I said, Jeff, this time it's going to be different. Like you and I are going to do this together. You know, I'm not going to just be the person. I just feel like we're, we just to do it together. Because God has called both of us. He didn't just call Jeff. He called me as well. And I know with Justin and Amanda, he didn't just call Justin. He has called Amanda as well and has gifted her in her own giftings and abilities in leadership at Haven. And so this morning, number one, Justin has that desire in his heart. And then what we're doing this morning is us as a church family, as his physical parents, Gary and Pam, right? And Neil and Lynn. And then the rest of us, we are saying, we are affirming and saying, yes. We see the call of God in your life. And we say, yes. Holy Spirit lives in you and is directing you. And we say, yes, to what is happening this morning. And so, you know, as, as you look in that scripture in Numbers, he was to stand before Eleazar the priest, and he was to go before the Lord, the priest, and inquire. So I know that's a bit of a, a teaching on the Urim and the Thummim, and I'm not going to do too much of that, but a, a lot of what they believe is that that Urim was, like, said, was the yes. So there was no option for no. We're not, we're not putting Justin and Amanda up here for you to say, no, I don't think. No, it is a yes. It is a yes. That's what we're doing this morning because we really feel the Lord has said to us, yes, this couple is to lead this place and we are ordaining them to lead this place. And so that's what we're doing this morning. It's also, um, it's also a relational thing. 
So it's a spiritual thing happening. As, as we come up here, and we'll bring Justin and Amanda up here, and we're going to have parents come up. Um, Jeff's going to come up. He's going to lay his hands on him as Moses laid his hands on, on uh, Joshua. And he commissioned him. And Jeff and I are going to invest some of our authority onto Justin and Amanda this morning. And it's not an authority where it's like, you will do what I say, and I'm the boss. It's not that at all. It's an authority given by God to lead in the power of Holy Spirit. And you as a people, it becomes relational because now you're going to be working with Justin and Amanda in, that, um, in this family. They are the leaders, and we are going to support them. We're going to pray for them. We are going to walk alongside them. We're going to help them where they need help as they become leaders. And Jeff and I, we come alongside them and we help them. Jeff and I aren't their bosses. We have never felt, as we have developed this team, that Jeff and I were the boss and that everyone else, Chris and Sarah and Jaron and Janine and Justin and Amanda, were like our hirelings. We never wanted to come across like that. But it's, we work together. We work alongside. Yes, as mother and father, we will come and sometimes mother and father, right? Even no matter how old we are, we still need our moms and dads. I still like to call my mom sometimes and talk to her about some stuff and ask her advice. And, and, and that's what we, Jeff and I are, are. But we are taking some of our authority and we are going to in, invest that onto Justin and Amanda this morning. And so finally, what's happening is also in this ordination, it just um, is a communication to the community at large that Justin and Amanda are ordained by the Lord ordained by Haven. They have been credentialed, and we're going to give, you know, that happened this last week. Justin was credentialed with the CMA, so now he's a reverend. So you can uh, address him as Reverend Justin, right? <laughs> right, Reverend, sorry. Right, Reverend Justin James. And uh, it just communicates that to the community at large of the things that God has placed and the calling that God has placed on Justin's life. And so that's kind of what we're doing today. When we talk about ordination, we're going to bring them up. It's going to be a public thing where you as well get to bless him as we bless him. And then from this day forward, we walk together as a community with Justin and Amanda as our leaders. And I cannot be more proud of them. I love them like they were my own kids. I, I see so much potential and such good things in both of them. Jeff and I just feel that for this next season that they are the ones to take um, Haven where the Lord wants it to go in this next season. Jeff and I aren't going anywhere. I know that things kind of float around like, oh, you're leaving. No, we're not leaving. You can't get rid of us that easy if that's okay. We're still here. We're still very much invested in this uh, family but we're just taking a different role of a mother and a father. And so if you need a mother and a father, come. I'd love to talk. I'd love to pray. We are available still. We are mentoring and, and just loving on our team still. That's just really where our heart is and what we want to do. And so I'm going to call uh, Justin and Amanda up. Are you okay to come? Okay. <laughs> I know little Esther, she's, 
She's a precious peanut. We're going to, do you want to invite the parents now or do you want to, yeah, we'll invite parents, Gary and Pam and Neil and Lynn to come up. Okay, so Justin and Mary are going to come sit and stand this there. Anybody else you want up at this point, Jeff? We're kind of just going with the flow. Okay. And I'm going to hand this over to Jeff and we're going to proceed with the ordination. Thank you, hon. Now she said, you know, Jeff and Wendy aren't the boss or in control. Every single one of us know it's never been Jeff and Wendy. It's just Wendy. <laughs> We're all unique, though. We all have different gifts. I could wish that I was like Mr. Structure and Organization and tall like Justin. It ain't going to happen. Just like he could wish he was good looking like me. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, you're cute, buddy. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> where's your wife? Just care of <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all right. Um, I guess I got to try and be serious for a moment. This is a solemn, exciting type occasion. Can you take that out? Yeah, I can take it out. I am um, in the CMA, Christian Ministers Association. I think there's almost 700 of us across um, 665 across the nations, uh, ordaining and licensing ministers and so forth. I am what they call a recommender for uh, Justin and for other people or staffs. And I've had I'm actually a recommender for. Um, Pastor Ken and Brooks getting licensed as well. So we, we sort of helped uh, oversee that process and help it through. So it's a real honor for me on behalf of the CMA to um, be able to present. Actually, um, before I start, um, Uncle Steve, Steve Schroeder, has a message for you guys. I'm going to have Wendy read that. Some of you may have met Uncle Steve, some of you have not, but he came and visited us um, last year, and it was, I, I, that was a pivotal time for him, because we were at the conference, he even mentioned coming to Medicine Hat, and it being a real pivotal uh, time in his ministry, the Lord really spoke to him, and um, when, yeah, he's the president, sorry, of CMA, and as he came to Haven, the Lord really gave him a word that's really actually been pivotal in his ministry, but he wrote this for Justin and Amanda. Justin and Amanda, it is with a great affection I pen these few words of encouragement on this impactful day. If I were with you all, I would speak this blessing over you, accompanied by the laying on of hands. May you receive the fullness of the Father's heart with power. I look for the day we are together again with great joy. Two scriptures to strengthen your heart in this day. 1 Timothy 1, 18 to 19. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. And 2 Timothy 1, 6-7. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. 
For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. With affection, Steve Schroeder, President, CMA Canada, also known as Uncle Steve, unto him. Isn't that great? He would have loved to have been a part of our day here, and we would have loved to have him, but he's going to come soon, and he's going to visit us soon. Let me just open up my notes here. You know, let me first tell you this fancy piece of paper, um, your certificate of ordination, uh, Christian Ministers Association across Canada. Um, we we kind of laugh, Gary and I were laughing last night, it's called the CMA. You came out of the CMA, uh, which is the uh, Christian Missionary Alliance. <laughs> so uh, you've now ordained in the CMA, same as dad. <laughs> Justin actually served for eight years under his dad. And if you can do that, man, this is a cakewalk. <laughs> okay, serious, serious. <laughs> you will at times in ministry, and your dad having served for many years, like myself, can attest to this you will be thrown into the fire. And that little piece of paper ain't going to save you in the fire. <laughs> but the fourth man will. That fourth man that stood with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is with you. And we recognize that the fourth man, Jesus, is with you. We recognize your call. And... As an ordained minister myself now for, I don't know, 30-some years, you're probably longer than me. Am I older than you? I think so. <laughs> that was funny, Gary. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for Jesus going into ministry. Stay close to him. And as you're in the fire, recognize his presence. And serve him. So commissioning, what does commissioning mean in the church? When we ordain someone and commission them, Wendy just explained a little bit. Commissioning is simple. The, pro the process of a blessing a person, it could be a team of people. And as we were commissioned as a team to come here, I, it's always sort of felt like a team. So it's uh, blessing them and affirming the use of the gifts God has on them. To be commissioned means to be sent, and to fulfill a purpose. And in a way, today, even though you're not going anywhere, in fact, when you leave here today, you walk 100 meters to your house. <laughs> you are fulfilling a purpose. And, and one day and I felt like we don't have that desire to be the organizer, the everyday leadership, and that type of stuff. And we're like, man, this couple could just they walk right in and do such a great job. And uh, they offer much that I don't even offer. And thank goodness we're all different in the kingdom. And uh, we're proud of you and what God's doing in you. And we are blessing you and affirming that call publicly today in front of these people. I'm going to ask if you would kneel before the Lord. And I'm going to ask the parents to stand around. This is a 
Neil and Lynn and Gary and Pam um, and lay your hands on them as we uh, come to this ordination process. Justin and Amanda, as you kneel before the Lord, we come reverently. And today, we choose to affirm, to bless you, and to commission you to the work of service. We commission you in Christ to stand on the word, to rightly divide it, to study it, to preach it, and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit as sons do. We commission you to study and preach the truth and to stand on truth. And we encourage you to remember that the greatest among you is the one who is serving, the one who is putting others' interests above their own, the one who is laying down their life to help others, as Jesus did, to care for others, to build up, The one who is greatest among you, Jesus says, shall be the one who is serving you. The work of the ministry is really a work of serving, Justin and Amanda, and we commission you to go and serve. We implore you to serve with grace, kindness, and love. Justin and Amanda, we affirm and bless you in your call. We commission you, Justin, as a newly ordained minister of the gospel, and credentialed minister. And on behalf of Wendy and I and Haven, put your hands out towards them right now. Oh. And also, as your recommender with the CMA, Christian Ministries Association of Canada, we ordain you to this work of service. We now anoint you for this call. In Jesus' name, commissioned. We're going to pray in a bit, too, and anoint him with oil. When I'm going to ask our elders and our staff to come forward, too. And um, Pastor Gary, Daddy Gary, whatever you want to entitle, um, as you come to give a charge, we're going to continue this ordination service And I would love to present you at this time, put your hands together for Reverend Justin James. I want to start uh, these few words by saying thanks to Jeff and Wendy. Every kid needs parents. No matter where the Lord has them land, they need parents. And so we're so thankful for the relationship that you have fostered with our kids. I think Neil and Lynn would agree. I've asked Pam to read a scripture and uh, it was the same passage that Uncle Steve <laughs> sent. 
But I, I want Pam to read the whole thing, if I can just take a moment and have her read that. I'm teary. I have to see <laughs> blurry here. Although I hope to come to you soon, I am writing you these instructions so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. The Spirit clearly says that in the later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such te teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teachings that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wise tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things holding promise for the, both the present and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have to put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because of your young, your youth but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourselves to the public reading of the scriptures, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your, glyph, your gift, which has been given you through the prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. That uh, felt like a long passage, and it was. Um, I thought Jeff and Wendy had asked me to come and bring a charge. And at the same time, the Spirit said, I have a word for them, and I have a word for the church, and I have a word for Jeff and Wendy. So I want to be just obedient to that. Jeff and Wendy, here's the word, embrace the mystery. None of us know. What great things God has as you step forward. Six years ago, you didn't know what great things God had for you as you stepped forward into this. And look what he's done. So just keep embracing the mystery. Yeah. Justin, in the verses that 
Mom read, and Amanda, don't let anybody look down on you. Because your kids are eyes. You're anointed. You're equipped by the spirit of the risen Christ. Don't ever forget that. And don't let anyone tell you you're not. Because we stand today as testimony to the fact that the spirit of the living Christ lives in you. And you hear his voice. And you obey. And this is good. It's right. Paul said these two things to Timothy. He said this. He said, don't neglect your gift, which was given you through the prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. I can't count how many times people have laid their hands on you and how many gifts he has given you. But don't neglect them. He says, until I come, Paul to Timothy, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. This is what Paul said to Timothy. It's also what Wendy talked about from the Old Testament. This is your role. Bring the word of God to the people. If you do that, you can't go wrong. And then he says this. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. These are your hearers. This is your flock. Under Jesus, you're the sub-shepherds. Guard your life and your doctrine closely. And you will grant salvation to all who come under your care. Wow, powerful words. Powerful words. Now, church, why would Paul tell Timothy these things? Well, because earlier... He said, Timothy, here's the nature of human beings. The nature of human beings is they withdraw from the body. They just get tired and lethargic and lazy. Uh, and, and I can testify that I've had those seasons in my life where I get tired and lethargic and lazy. But you know the teaching from the book of Acts, from the book of Ephesians. He came some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers and shepherds. Why did he do that? To build up the whole body, right? To build up the whole body. So the whole body could be wonderful spectators? Uh-uh. So that the whole body could fulfill the gospel of Jesus to the world around them. There's no place anywhere in Scripture that gives any of you the opportunity to be spectators in the kingdom. When you come to faith in Christ, you are on the playing field. And you are engaging in moving the ball down the field. Hey, we got four downs or three downs in Canada to get the ball 10 yards. And we want to get a touchdown. But we're just going to move the ball a little further down the field. Because we're not in the bleachers. We're on the field. Paul says, Timothy, you just got to understand human nature is such that 
Some people withdraw, but other people don't just withdraw. They fall prey to false teaching. And, and Pam read it, and some of you went, ooh, that sounds creepy. They actually follow the teaching of demons. Actually, in the Greek, what it really means is that people have surrendered their mind to the teaching of human slanderers. Can I just tell you that our world and the greater church has got way too many human slanderers, gossipers, backbiters, rumor mongers. And, and, and Paul's warning Timothy here. He says, watch out for this and don't let your people stumble this way. Church, it's not their job for you not to stumble. The same spirit of Christ is in you that's in them. And they may be called to lead and to serve, but you're called to serve Jesus and follow well and be a team. And so my word to you is, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Nobody in the bleachers. Everybody on the playing field. You shouldn't have to see another volunteers needed slide in the next few weeks. Because everybody needs to be on the playing field. Jesus has given all the gifts necessary for this church haven to thrive. Uh, in the spirit of my younger son, Justin, do I hear an amen to that? <laughs> God has given all the gifts needed for this church to thrive. So go in the strength that is yours in Christ. Amanda? Word from the Father. As I see you. And when humans aren't able see you because you're the pastor's wife <laughs> you know that your father in heaven sees you you are a follower of the God who sees you and he sees you Justin lean in your role here is not to do everything you should not be cutting 10 acres of grass you should not be moving sprinkler hoses much longer. Amen, church? Because all the gifts have been given to the body, and the gifts of help that were building last week can be doing other things next week. So lean in and, and ask Jesus, who can do this? Because I don't need to. Everything I read in leadership in the scriptures says, your role is not to do the ministry. Your role is to equip the saints to do the ministry of the gospel. That's what Ephesians says. So my charge is lean in. Ask the Lord. He'll tell you. He'll bring to, to your mind the names of people who can do the ministry that's needed to be done. And so that's our charge to you. We bless you. We're so proud of you. We love you. Jeff and Wendy, thanks for the honor of saying a few words this morning. It's good to be here. Okay. 
I feel like Justin, I'm going to get a little structure to this part of it. Justin, man, I want you to stand right here in the middle. I want the parents of Justin on this side, parents of Amanda on this side. I want everybody else, staff, family, brothers and sisters, council, to get behind Justin Amanda, some of them on the platform too, to show that we are behind them. Wendy's going to pray. Our elder, Dwayne and Jeanette, are going to anoint with oil. Then Dwayne's going to prophesy. And then Chris and Sarah have a presentation. Look how structured I am. So good, bro. <laughs> He's so getting good. excited right now. Yeah, Give him a hand. Come on. Yeah. So Chris and Sarah have a presentation. They'll tell you what's happening after the service. But before the service ends, I want, as one big family picture, everybody to gather around this group to show that you're standing behind the new Reverend Justin and Amanda James. <laughs> it's kind of funny, isn't it? He's like, don't call me Reverend. <laughs> That's all right. You earned it, man. Yeah, and be blessed that you didn't have to go through what your dad and I went through. We had to get degrees and so many years licensed and so many this and that and interviews. And they sent me for counseling because they thought I was crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> Wendy just said you are. <laughs> but um, symbolically, we're standing behind you. All right, let's pray, and then I'll have Dwayne come and, and uh, prophesy over this couple. So, God, I just thank you so much for Justin and Amanda. And I thank you, God, for the call that you placed on their life. And I thank you, God, that they responded to that call with a yes. And so we just bless them today. We anoint them with the power of Holy Spirit, that you would not only come upon them, but you would continuously fill them and flow out through them. And as they go forward in this new role, that you would be their wisdom, you would be their guide, that they would look to you for everything that they need, that they wouldn't rely on human strength, on human knowledge, but they would rely on you and that you would bring the resources that they need, God, because you are a God of abundance. There is no lack in your kingdom. So whatever resources they need, God, you are bringing. Whatever haven needs, you are bringing. And so we bless them today. We bless them. We bless Justin as a brave heart. That's what I heard the Lord speak over you as I asked. You are a brave heart. God has given you boldness and courage to stand, and he has given you his heart. And so lead with his heart, with courage and boldness. And just and Amanda, you are gentle, but you are strong. And in your gentleness, you are strong. And in your weakness, he is your strength. And so lead with that gentleness and strength that he has given you. And we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. I was just praying last night, and the Lord said, I want you to write this down. From me, the Father, to Justin and Amanda. And he said, Justin and Amanda, Remember when I, the Lord, said, when you have your baby, that it would be a sign that your wilderness season would shift into the next season. Well, today is that day upon which I was speaking of. 
I am now moving you in to the land of opportunity where you both will have opportunities and suddenlies like never before. Even this day, I have both of you on my mind as you now transition into the purpose of your calling to Medicine Hat. Can you feel it? Can you sense that is all about to change for you? Shift this house of revival into a new dimension and realm as I call you both forward to continue to build for me a house of revival. Get yourself ready for soon the collapse of the Babylonian system, which is now in motion, will happen. Get in the spirit now as you transition to the next phase for Haven. Practice what you believe like never before, and you will see the goodness here in the land of the living. The time will come in 5784, which is this season now, when I will send many more who have been rejected. So father this house in spirit and in revival, and it will be here that I will fulfill both of your dreams in ministry. The end-time church needs young fathers and mothers like you to change this fatherless generation that I am now calling you to. So be of good cheer, for it all will happen here, and the best season of your life is now at hand. Be encouraged this day and stand on my word as I, the Lord, lead you both into the next anointing. Stick to my plan and not man's plans, and you will see many services interrupted. And in this place, I will have my way the way I planned it from the beginning. Amen.